right, everybody. Welcome to Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron. I'm Clayton. I'm producer Patty. <laughs> Was that fast okay. enough? No, you you come. You have to come in faster. You don't have to say your name faster. Oh, I thought the issue was that I was saying my name too slowly once I started it. No, you were coming you were coming too slow after me, which you did come at a good time right after me, but too fast. Too fast. Okay. All right. Well, I will nail my intro when we get to the episode 910 recap. Uh, so I, so that's is... a little tease for the the season finale of our mini series. And it's and it's big pressure for you too cuz you don't get another chance after that. No. That's the last one. So, we are talking about the 7th and 8th episode of Virgin River season 3. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And some stuff happened. <laughs> I mean, stuff always happens. It is a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. And one of our favorite TV shows. Should we start with um should we start with Lily? Yeah, let's let's start with Lily. So Lily passes on mm-hmm. at the end of episode 8 after having a really lovely scene with all her friends and saying that she's had a lovely life, wonderful kids, a hot husband because all her friends talk about how they all wanted to bang him. Which is nice. It's what you, it's what you want to hear, right? Lizzie, it's nice to hear that people think your husband is attractive. I think it's good. Absolutely. I love that part. And then her daughter goes to wake her up at the end of the day to eat dinner. And Lily has passed, hopefully, painlessly in her sleep. And Doc yeah. is there to hug her and tell her everything's going to be okay. So the only issue with this is that Hope was not there and their best friends and doc refused to tell hope what was going on with lily so i do think that this story is going to have a longer tale mm-hmm. than we really were hoping it would yeah so yeah I it's thought, gonna yeah. go for it sorry no i just think that it was a really beautiful story and i think it's like you know in our culture we don't talk about like death very much um and we don't talk about sort of the process of dying and you know obviously watching this we had like issues at the beginning with it but i do think it ended up being a really beautiful story because lily was ultimately able to do everything she wanted to do before she went um and something that i thought was interesting was that you know she kept wanting to talk about dying like I think she had a hard time at the beginning with it she didn't want to tell anybody but then when she did she really had not joy but she she really wanted to talk about like you know to take the time to thank her friends for being in her life to make sure that her daughters are taken care of um to sort of give her older daughter the freedom to live her life however she chooses like she was really able had the opportunity to to say and do all those things that I think people hope that they say and do towards the end. Um, And I think you don't see a lot of time in media, people being allowed to process their own death in that way. And people being allowed to talk about it in an open way. Um, 
you know, because anytime she brings up, like, you know, when I'm gone, I want this or I want that, people would be like, no, you're not going to die. But, like, she knows she's going to die. And she wants to make sure people know these things. So um, I thought it was handled really well. And obviously it was, like, really beautifully acted. And so I, I ultimately I am – I do think that this was a great addition to the to the season. Yeah, and we know that Chloe, the baby, is going to be adopted by her daughter. Yeah. So – so Mel's not so Mel and Jack. Jack's not going to get stuck with another kid. Which right. was what I said one, might happen. He could cross one off the list. And I guess the Lily's daughter might end up moving at a Virgin River cuz Lily gave her that option. You know, yeah. go live wherever you want once I'm gone. And she might not be able to afford the farm either. Mhm. Mhm. Which is a bummer. Though the farm could also be the solution to Jack's problem about needing a house. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's always yeah. like machinations oh. going on here where people take over. They inherit people's babies, inherit people's dogs, inherit people's property. It, it, it inherit businesses that were not legit and then become legit but are not yes. uh, qualified to be legit. Yeah. They're not <laughs> equipped to be legit. That's why they were not legit. Um, so I be, I do think the bigger, and I agree the the Lily death storyline was tough to watch, but it was done well, but yeah, the long-term issue coming out of it is going to be, does this end Doc and Hope's relationship? Because Hope is coming back and Hope is going to be pissed. Oh yeah. She's, she's totally going to be pissed. And I, so do you guys think that she comes back in nine or 10 is she better? I mean, in this, in one of these episodes, she says basically like, I'm coming home next week. So mm-hmm. yeah, she has, I mean, we got to see her in person, please. I so do we her... just want to go into Doc and Hope right now? Well, I want to see her crazy uh, aunt who is, she has to wrangle because oh, she's yeah. on the phone with Doc and all of a sudden you hear crashing off screen and she says, oh, that's just my aunt. She was trying to load the dishwasher without me. I got to go. Who's this Tasmanian devil? I mean, <laughs> it may run in the family, obviously. So, right, I they're mean, all bouncing off the walls. Like hope they they describe hope as the calm one in the family. Oh my I gosh, that's I mean, so funny. Yeah, let's just it, talk about Doc and Hope. Let's change yeah. the order for this episode. So, yeah, I mean, on like Annette O'Toole, what a actress! Like, what a talent that like. When she comes on and she's in that teeny tiny square, she's giving you everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's it acting is, from the shoulders up and killing it. It is. This is her best performance because she has so much energy in those mm-hmm. FaceTimes. And that scene when Hope is calling up Doc and Muriel is there having breakfast with him and Muriel picks up the phone and I love how she does her, you know, fixes her makeup right before she answers it. Like there is so, it is electric on that FaceTime between Muriel and Hope. Hope is so pissed. Yeah, she's she's doing a lot of things because she's mad at Muriel for being there. Mm-hmm. But then she's also wants to know what's happening with Lily. So she's not sure what to be the most upset about. Yeah. Yeah. And Do- you can Doc tell. Takes the, Doc takes the phone and he goes, hey there, Hope. And Hope's like, don't hey there me. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to manage me. I know what you're doing. 
I have to take my aunt to the cardiologist. She's so, so mad about going to this cardiologist. She's crawling on the ceiling right now. I got to get her off the ceiling. Hope's taking a broomstick and trying to get her aunt off the ceiling. Oh, and then she's so, Hope is so pouty when Doc won't tell her the secret about Lily. Mm -hmm. It just goes, she always ends up becoming like a eight-year-old. Now, do you oh, think yeah. that has to do with the fact that it's Lily or just the fact that it's a secret at all? I think both. Equally? Yeah, I think she, excuse me, I think she doesn't want secrets ever. Like, she needs to know everything. She doesn't also want to keep a secret. She just mm -hmm. wants to know all the secrets so that she can then tell people all the secrets. But then I do think, like, you know, Lily is her best friend. And I think it is really hard then to know that there's something going on with your best friend and not know what it is. Do, do we think Doc is did or is doing the right thing by not telling her? Because Lily did say, I don't want, I want to tell Hope. I want to tell Hope face to face. So Doc is, he's going along I'm, with Lily's wishes, but he knows that Hope is going to kill him for it. He, he the thing is he's also a doctor so mm -hmm. he more than anyone should not be sharing someone's medical prognosis against their wishes oh, so, it's, so it true. even goes beyond just being like a good friend to lily like it, it, he he definitely could not tell hope like he he couldn't tell her someone's medical prognosis against their wishes. He he would probably meant he will mention that to Hope during their fight. I'm sure. Right. And then she'll be like, "Well, I'm the mayor, so that that overrides the Hippocratic oath." Yeah, she's like, "I know." She's like, "I know everybody's medical history. I'm the mayor." <laughs> um. Yeah, that showdown is going to be nuts. I can't wait for Hope to get back. I I wish Hope was coming back into not what I expect to be. You know, it's going to be like a funeral scene. The mm -hmm. funeral will probably take place at Jack's. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. So I, you know, so I wish Hope had a chance to enter into a maybe lighter story. But it is just, I'm so excited for her to come back. I hope that episode is called Hurricane Hope. <laughs> um, do do we all agree do we think lily's funeral will take place at jack's yeah oh, well there's yeah where else could it be is there it, another space in town at the very least they will have the the wake at his so we'll oh, see yeah. the after funeral at jack's right. that's definitely at jack's if the body the body might be at jack's Mm -hmm. But if it's not, the the festivities afterwards will definitely be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There have the funeral. Yeah. The after. What is it? What is that called after the funeral? I think like after funeral. Your little dinner part. Like, does that have a name? It, it does. Uh, I, I, it's not the wake. No, the, no, wake, the wake is when is you go to visit the, the body. Okay. It's wake, then funeral, Re then after funeral. Reception. I don't know. Funeral reception? reception? Maybe. Well, it's like I think if you're Jewish, it's sitting shiva, but I don't, I don't think that's the case for Lily. Yeah, no. and there doesn't seem to be any sort of like minister or church or religious anything around town. I feel like we would have met them. 
oh, that's such a great point. There's no well, you know what though? I kind of like that that there's no yeah. priest running around getting his nose and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think a right. lot of well, I, mean, I don't Connie's, think they're Catholic. They don't. This town doesn't read Catholic to me. Connie's puritanical enough for everybody. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean they might be Calvinists, but they're not Catholic. <laughs> Um, so anything else on Doc and Hope? I mean, Doc is finally admitted to Mel that that he's possibly going blind, and that's why yeah. he's looking for a new doctor. And at the end of this, was he had he stopped his doctor search, or was that back on again? Because he passed he on the redheaded Doctor Hansen. He stopped. He's he he said he doesn't need Doctor Hansen right now. I think his success with the clay pigeons has mm-hmm. filled him with a little bit more hope and i think he's gonna try to figure it out i i don't think we're gonna see doc going anywhere for a while mm-hmm. yeah um wait what else yeah i'm happy he told mal he needed to um who should we move on to next i mean ricky and lizzie let's just do it uh, let's i pull the band-aid off although so i like I, this I here I'll just say I like their scenes more now than I do last season because of how much they're leaning into Ricky being a monster so at least it's something to watch like I love Lizzie now because I just want her to get out of this Mm -hmm. well Ricky is an awful despicable person I hate uh, him okay you go Let's not go nuts. I mean, I'm no Ricky fan, but I don't know if he's a monster or a despicable th- person. I think yes. he's a doofus, and I don't think he understands basic social cues, but I wouldn't call him a monster. So the thing We'd with- love to have the actor on the show. Absolutely. Oh, come, this is come not on. a read on him as, on the actor. I'm sure the actor is perfectly fine, but I'm talking about the character who I hate. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So he... Okay. Number one, I'm trying to get my thoughts together for for Ricky because you guys really just went out really hot on him. But he is somebody who I just don't think is capable of being an adult at the moment. And I know he's 18 and should be. But all the things we're looking at, him trying to run to the military as a way out of moving in with his super smoking hot girlfriend <laughs> is is kind of pathological. I think he needs... Yes! Yeah, he needs what? some counseling that I don't think anybody in Virgin River can tackle. Can Here's I throw something out here? Okay, go for it. No, you talk that one. Well, I just want to throw this out there. You You tell me if this is pathological. So in episode seven, after he lies to Lizzie about having met with a a Marine recruiter, he then they're sitting in Jack's bar and Ricky goes to Lizzie. Oh, look at that guy. He's famous. He's country singer Granger Smith. And then he walks away. And then we immediately learn because Ricky's talking to Jack that Ricky lied. He knows that's not country singer Granger Smith. So the only explanation for that is Ricky was trying to test Lizzie to see if she would go star fuck a guy because he said it was country singer Granger Smith. 
I don't think that's, that's why. I think why he, Th- that there's no other reason. He was distracting her from the question. Remember, no. she started asking him about something, and then he said, "Oh, look, it's Granger Smith," and she goes, "Oh, really?" And then Jack says, "Hey, I don't want to break. I want to. Uh, I, I feel bad breaking this to you, but Lizzie's checking out that dude hardcore." And he's like, "Yeah, I told her he was. She was. He was a famous guy." He's like, "That's not Granger Smith," and he's like, "I know." So he was trying. He was trying to deflect. The other thing with it is that he's such a bad liar. You got to be a better liar at his age. If you're 18, you got to be good at lying if you want to get anywhere. And then yeah. we also have Lizzie, who refers to him in a previous episode as weirdo, and in this episode refers to him as dummy. Yeah. She says, I a love you, dummy. Accurate reads. So yeah. she is, I think, losing any respect she ever had for this guy. She doesn't even maybe know it yet. And then mm-hmm. the other thing we have to mention with Lizzie is her order of fries, extra salt. Yeah. Which I'm is, a salt fiend, so that I salt, I, I'll, I'll resalt fries, so. But, well, you will resalt salty fries? Maybe they weren't salty enough. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that they have some salty fries in Virgin River. I'm just saying. But anyway, yeah, they're pretty much... At the point where he lied to her, she calls him out on this lie that he was out with friends somewhere. He was really taking the military exam, and now they're on the outs. No, he here's, says he was with thing, his grandma. Though. He uses his yeah. grandma again. It's but gross. Preacher here's, said well, that she, Preacher said that he was with friends, so he lied horribly both times. Remember, because she's like, "Who are you? Li- who did you lie to?" He can't even keep track of his lies because because Pre- preacher said, "Oh, he's uh, he's he's on a trip with some friends," and then he says to Lizzie, "I was with my grandma." Which so you told preacher one lie and you told Lizzie a different lie. How did you not think that this would get back to her? It's Virgin River. Yeah, he's a dummy. Aaron, what do you what do you think about about this? Here's the thing: why I think Rick it Ricky is. A pathologically and like a fundamentally bad person oh is, fundamentally bad yeah fundamentally he's bad i don't because here's the thing he is the prototypical like nice guy who he does like the fact that he can cons- like i get he's 18 but i don't know i have met lots of 18 year olds with a lot more integrity than ricky has or he has no integrity because he'll constantly throw his grandmother under the bus. He never stands up for Lizzie at any stage. And he, I'm sorry, that Granger Smith thing was 100% for him to like test her after he's been like actively lying to her about the military. He has no interest in actually being in a relationship with Lizzie because he doesn't want, like not wanting to move in is fine, but him joining the military as a reason to get out of it and lying to her about it. He's a bad person. Like he's a fundamentally a bad person because I, I don't know. I feel like I have just met and interacted with and had friends date these level of like on the surface, nice guys. Like I'm just kind of dopey and I'm just kind of like, Oh, I don't really know, but I like really like you, but I just, you know, Oh, I just have lived a sheltered existence, but they do the most like maniacal fucked up stuff. And then it's so hard because you're trying to explain to people like why what they did was bad. And instead they're just like, oh, couldn't be him. He's so nice. And it's like, 
no, he's pathological. Like I like now when I see him on screen, I get like my blood starts boiling. I hate him. He's awful. Okay. I mean, I I do get that that is kind of that is a type of person, the quote unquote nice guy who really is just Mm -hmm. scum that has has kind of been outed in the last few years. It always used to be. I'm looking for a nice guy. And now we all know, no, you're not. No one's looking for a nice guy because yeah. nice guys aren't nice is, is just one of the worst modifiers you can use for somebody. Cause it usually means somebody who doesn't have a personality, a backbone or moral fiber, mm-hmm. you know? So I can agree with you on that. If that's that, if that's how you are reacting to, to Ricky, I personally hope for, people being able to change and learn from their mistakes no ricky has not gotten a hard dose of reality yet and i think if he gets a hard dose of the real world and we'll see how he reacts then then i can judge his his character his his real internal character do i have hope for him not really but i have hope for humanity that's why i have hope for ricky mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I think hopefully that dose of reality is Lizzie leaves him. I, I think this relationship really should not last past this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Lizzie has to move on. And Lizzie's grown a lot since last year. She's running Paige's bakery truck. She comes in and takes over and helps Preacher run the smoker at this big barbecue at Jack's. Like, she she stayed at a at a Airbnb when when... Uh, Connie wouldn't let her stay with her and when uh, Ricky and his grandma kicked her out like Lizzie's actually been uh, just accomplishing a lot this season she helped she with the lumberjack games mm-hmm. yeah she's really involved in the community in a way that like Ricky when they first started dating he would drop Jacks at the at immediately so it's like you know yeah she's a better person than him for sure yeah well, she also is able to move back in with Connie because Connie was jilted by Preacher for kind of saying, hey, Connie, I don't really need as much help with Christopher. You can go do whatever you do. And she takes that as, oh, I don't, I'm not needed. So, of course, she needs to be needed. So she goes back to Lizzie and invites her to live with her again. So... That's good for Lizzie in this in a sense because now she has a stable place with stable Wi-Fi, but Connie is just a suffocating presence and is looking for mm-hmm. somebody to glom onto. Yeah. Do we think? I guess let's move into the preacher stuff with Connie and Christopher. Do we think because now preacher uh, volunteered to fill in for the director of Christopher's school play. The Wizard and of Oz. And Connie kind of wanted to get into that. Do we think we end up getting some scenes where Connie and Preacher are directing this musical? No, because we found out later that Muriel is really good <gasps> with music right. and had a failed acting career. That's, I think, coming from Connie. And... So she is going to help Preacher. So it's going to be right. Preacher and Muriel doing the musical of Wizard of Oz. Yeah, which I love. I like that. That's great. Yeah, it's an interesting... They've really kind of 
desexualized preacher in a way that I'm not happy about because mm-hmm. preacher's a hunk and mm-hmm. he's a sweet sensitive guy but we're not getting that kind of shirtless I'm I'm a hunk women are excited to be around me side of preacher I, I don't mind him being the the family guy or the the single dad situation but I just don't want him to become this kind of desexualized person. Well, do we think that Muriel getting involved in a preacher storyline is that opportunity? Oh, that's actually a great call, Pat. Oh, yeah, that could be a May-December romance situation. I don't oh, think it's impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible, no, no, because I think Muriel is being set up as somebody who wants to have a relationship with somebody. And, you know, it, we don't know, does does Preacher like classical music? Does he like board games? Because I wouldn't be surprised if his tastes don't move more towards, you know, sophistication when mm-hmm. it comes to things. So he could easily be a guy who likes classical. We just He just hasn't had the opportunity to share that with anybody. Yeah. And we know Preacher loves to cook, and we know Muriel loves to cook. That's so mm-hmm. true. Yes, she's a great cook. She's always dropping off these ready-made meals for for Doc. She's she's a one-woman HelloFresh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about this possibility. I, I could see them directing this. She shows up with a pork roast. He's like, oh, that's a great new way of making pork roast. I never thought of that. Here's something else I never thought of before. Make out. Well, here's yeah. what's going to happen, though, at this play, is that Christopher's going to get kidnapped, right? Oh, yeah. The curtain's going to come up and no Christopher. It's going to be like the Von Traps all over again. Yeah. So I do think that that is something that's going to happen. Like, he's going to get kidnapped dressed as the Tin Man or whatever his, his part is. I don't know what his part is. Yeah. Oh, he's... He's gonna be uh he's gonna be like a munchkin. He's gonna play the munchkin that's in the background, but then he's not there anymore. No, oh. he's the cowardly lion. Those are the lines he was running. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. He's the lion. Okay. I couldn't remember which which character he was. He's the cowardly lion. Mm-hmm. So then we also have what what, what was I gonna say? Uh, something more about preacher because Well he runs we the barbecue in episode. Is John. Eight. Okay. Not what I was going to say, but it's a great factoid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, in episode eight, he runs that barbecue, which apparently makes a ton of money. And Jack offers him like a real official partnership. Yes. And Preacher says, I'm going to have to think about it, which Jack is surprised by because Jack really is trying to reach out to people and make a connection because... He broke up with Mel. Mm, yeah. Well, let's let's hold that for like a second. Should we talk about Brady, Brady Bree, Mike, that whole storyline? Oh, okay. Yeah. So Brady gets called in for questioning. He doesn't have an alibi. And it turns out he was there because he so he shows up to talk to Bree after he had been uh, thrown in the who's gal. 
and he's wearing the hoodie that we saw in Jack's flashback. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was thinking, uh, I still don't think he did it, but something's going on here. It turns out Brady was at the bar and had a fight with Jack, but left before the shooting. Mm-hmm. Mike and Brady get in a fist fight because, Pat, you called that Jack and Brady were going to get in a fist fight. But it turns yes. out Mike gets in a fist fight with Brady. But Brady dropped a little bit of information that Mike is not as squeaky clean as we thought he was because he, mm-hmm. quote unquote, knows what you did in Iraq. Don't know what that could be. Yeah, so Mike did war crimes. That's nuts. I mean, it could. It could definitely be that. But see, Mike was being set up there as possibly a love interest for Bree because he asked Jack, hey, can I ask Bree out? And Jack mm-hmm. seems to be okay with it. I think what we're having uh, happen here is that the person who Jack dislikes the most, Brady, is going to turn out to be the better person than Mike, the person who Jack trusts. Is it a possibility that Mike shot Jack? I and think is, so. It, and is there to move the investigation away from himself? Yes. I that's what I think happened. I think that's what they're talking about. Is there a possibility Jack shot himself while drunk? <laughs> I mean, I still who did I think it was a baby? Who did I think it was the last episode? Oh, I thought it was Ricky. That Ricky accidentally did it. I still think that's a possibility. Um yeah, it does seem that way that it's going to turn out to be Mike is the bad guy and Brady's the good guy. We almost got the Jack and Brady fight when Jack walked in on Brady and Bree kissing. So Jack finally saw that. I thought that was going to turn into a fight, but Jack basically just scared him off. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't Brady say if it – well, I guess maybe the the thing is Brady left and then Mike came in and Brady didn't see it. Right. But, like, if Mike – if Brady saw Mike at all, why wouldn't he just say – you did it. I know you did it. But I guess that's the case is that Brady Brady walks out, Mike comes in some different way, shoots shoots and it, I don't know why he would shoot Jack, but we'll figure it out, I guess. We'll find out. Well, I mean, I, the 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 easiest explanation is Brady is a dirty cop who had some kind of you mean Mike dealings with the with uh, I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah, Mike was a dirty cop who had some kind of dealings with the lumber drug gang. Yeah. Oh, and th- that's the thing, too, is, okay, so uh, this, I, I think it is, uh, not to ruin things for people, but I do think it is Mike because remember how they didn't find anything at the raid? That seems right. pretty interesting, right? Well, so, well, because, remember, they were tipped off. Yeah, and Mike probably tipped them off. Right, right. Oh right. yeah, the, this, the person this... who could tip them off the most is the cop who's about to go over there. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's looking like Mike, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully we, we're surprised. But this seems to be the most logical. Do we expect Bree to be in some kind of you know? Not that we want these last two episodes to turn into some kind of action movie where Christopher's kidnapped and all this, but I, I also think Bree might end up in like some physical danger 
you know, in some kind of like situation where she's with Mike, we find out Mike is the real killer or the real shooter. You know, Brady and Jack have to jump in. Like, I, I still think, yeah, we're, we're getting some action, I think, in these last couple oh, yeah. episodes. I think that's the case. I think it'll be Bree is on a date with Mike or something. Mm-hmm. And Mike gets found out and he takes Bree hostage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Brady has to save Bree. Yes. And then uh-huh. and then Jack has to save Brady because in the end it's got to be Jack. Yeah, the king has oh, yeah. to save the jester. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, wow, that's exciting. I can't wait to watch those episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or it doesn't um, happen, and, and, and we'll be fine with that, too, because we'll watch whatever they want to give us. Right. It'll be funny to see how off we are, if we are. Yeah. But So okay. are we ready for Jack, Mel, Char, and Todd? Yeah. Yes. And the twins. And the twins. And the twins. I do think it's, I don't know if it's just me. It probably is just me, but I do find it creepy that they keep referring to them as only the twins and not like the kids, the babies. Like, it's strange to me that they're just always the twins. Well, I mean, their their defining characteristic is being too many. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because you can't just say the babies. You got to say the twins because the twins makes it seem so overwhelming. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jack is so overwhelmed at the beginning of episode seven. Because episode seven starts with, uh, you know, Lily's still alive and her her baby is crying and Jack's there to help. And he picks up the baby for a minute. And it's like kind of sweet. But also afterwards, he tells Mel that that was just so much. He's so overwhelmed by having had to pick up that baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, wouldn't stop uh, crying immediately, even though he was trying to reason with it. Yes. Um, and, yeah, because there's a scene where Mel complains about how tough her schedule was, and Jack immediately shoots in with, well, imagine doing that with a baby in the mix. Oh, what a Which boneheaded thing to say. Which is such a fucked up thing. Oh, what an idiot. So boneheaded. I couldn't believe it. He, you know, and it's, we love Jack, obviously. He's a king. He's a king. But he did throw that in in such a such a passive aggressive way where mm-hmm. he he knew that was gonna start something. He knew that was gonna start a fight. Like why would you slide that in and then expect her to just be like, All right, thanks for the coffee. I'm gonna go. He was like, Well, yeah. I didn't mean to bring it up. Of course you meant to bring it up. You couldn't help yourself. It was such a it was such a small moment for him him being a small person i didn't it didn't suit him yeah he's got so much going on because you know in episode seven we also learn that the house that jack built that burnt down the government won't give him the permits to rebuild the house so he's basically stuck with this like useless land that's just a money pit well there was a spring under it there's a spring under it so they can't rebuild Mm mm-hmm and yeah, now he has, like you said, he has a, a lot that he's going to, it might take him years to rebuild. And now, since he doesn't have a place for the twins to live, then he's going to have issues with Charmaine. 
because Charmaine is definitely not going to be around and the twins aren't going to be around if they have no place to stay. Right. And then uh, he brings in the custody lawyer who, like the like the building people, also come and meet him at his bar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And basically she tells him, yeah, this is going to be a long, costly fight. It's going to drain every penny you have or ever will have. All your hair will fall forever. out. All your, <laughs> you You'll you be will impotent. have five packs instead of six. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's got so much. He's got this long custody battle ahead. He's going to lose all his money. He's got uh, land that he can't build a house on. Kids that he doesn't want. Girlfriend who wants a kid that he can't give her. Somebody tried to kill him, and if we are correct, burnt down his house to try and kill him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he does, I mean, to his credit, he does have a lot going on. He does. Yeah. So, so Aaron, what did you think of how episode seven ended when Jack does sort of break up with Mel? Um, it was such BS. I mean, but also it's like, I understand it too. Like it, it, it was annoying, but it did ring true emotionally that he's just so overwhelmed. He's like, I need to get rid of something. And I think it's like very common, like how you can be more dismissive or mean to people that you feel closer to because you're like, oh, I, I feel like I have this like latitude with those people. I, I think he thought he could just you know, almost put Mel on pause because he's like, well, we are so close. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that I can destroy. You know, which is not great, but I think it's like something that is like pretty relatable. So um, I knew it wasn't going to last. It didn't even last. Like, did it last a whole episode? It was like basically they were back together by the next episode. But I think um, the way also that Mel reacted to it was great that he said it and she was just like, get out of my house. She's like, I don't want to have this discussion. Get out of my house. Um, yeah, she's. She, I appreciate it. Was, it was like, I don't want to feel bad for you right. right now. Because that's what Jack wanted. Jack wanted to be the martyr because he said, I want to be able to give you everything. And if I can't, I shouldn't be with you. And she said, it's my choice. It's my right. choice if I want to be with you and I know that you don't want to have kids right now. That's my choice. Let me be a independent person. And then he said... No, no, it's 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 more than that. And she says, "Get out of my house. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and argue with you about this. Mm-hmm. I got to go to L.A. to deal with my sister who's getting a divorce." And so, yeah. so yeah, I I liked how Mel Mel wasn't putting up with his shit. Yeah, that was good. And then so Mel goes to visit her sister and entertains the idea of getting an embryo transfer from her two embryos with her first husband, Mm -hmm. which I felt was a lot. Yeah, that would be huge. Yeah, you haven't been broken up with Jack for a week. It's like, just get, like, if that ultimately is what you want to do, that's like your choice. But it does seem like, give yourself a little bit of space here, you know? Because I think the thing too with like her and Jack and like them having a baby, it's like they haven't been dating that long. Like I think in the history of the show, like they haven't really been together a full year yet. And so it's like, yeah, give yourself some time. And she's also not saying to Jack, like, I want a baby and I need to get pregnant tomorrow. I think, 
you know, Mel is a very reasonable person. So I think if Jack was like, I, I need like a year or two to figure out what's going on with every other aspect of my life. Like, I feel like she'd be like, okay, that does seem reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would, oh God. And that situation would be so nuts then because Jack would be, have his biological kids with a woman that he doesn't love. And then he would have a kid that is not biologically his with the woman he does love. And it I mean, you could see where Jack would be like, can't we just make this trade? Jack, Jack's whole thing right now is he's really trying to crunch the numbers and figure out how to move the pieces around on these kids so they get to the woman that he loves. Yeah, and it's not... It, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen easily or with with without a lot of expense. So yeah. then right. the Charmaine yeah. aspect of this, we find out that Todd has told people that they're moving to Eugene or Eureka. Eureka. Eureka, which is news to her. And she confronts mm. him about it. And he says, listen, this Jack guy isn't going to back off. So if we move far, far away, he's going to lose interest, and then we can raise our children however we want. Mm-hmm. Charmaine is not down with this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's upsetting to see Charmaine is obviously in a not-good relationship, but it was good to see that she's catching on to it. Mm-hmm. Like this episode, that conversation you feel like Charmaine is going to hopefully see the light with Todd. Yes, she's got to. Charmaine is not dumb. She is maybe a little heartbroken and latched onto somebody that she shouldn't have, but she she ain't going to put up with this shit for much longer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here's, yeah. here's what I think happens, and Pat, I think you kind of put this seed in my mind. Okay. Jack buys Lily's farm. And mm-hmm. Tara or Tara, I always I didn't want to say Lily's daughter's name cuz I always mix that up. It's one of the two. She stays there with Chloe and Charmaine and the babies live there too. Oh, and it's like a baby farm? It's just it's just <laughs> I mean, it's not a baby farm, but there's babies who live on a farm. I think it right. w- will or you know, Tara moves wherever she wants. Tara, Tara moves wherever she wants. And Charmaine moves into the farm. And I think it's that. I, I think that we've set up that Lily's daughter is going to leave. Because if she sells it, then she's like, okay, I've got this money. We could go start a new life somewhere else. And then Jack's like, great, I've got this farmhouse for Char. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what happens. And then I guess Charmaine is no longer running a hair salon. She's running a farm instead. Is that where she's no, at? No, she just lives on no, the I farm. Think she just, yeah, they don't have... I think they get rid of the animals and stuff. And she just kind of like, that's her house. But she still is a runs her salon. She seems to really love her salon. Like, I don't want her leaving mm-hmm. that. Oh, so you think that yeah. they they put all the animals to sleep? No, they just sell them. Okay. Either way. Or or you do have the hijinks in season four of Charmaine on a farm. Oh, yeah, because she is more of the city type. Right, right. 
She loves Clear River. Like, yeah, so I, I could see that being a fun situation for her, like Charmaine getting up on a horse and, you know, I don't know, trying to give makeovers to the pigs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it was... it. You know what was the most upsetting part of the Charmaine and Todd scene is when Todd said to her about moving to Eureka, well, we could find you another hair salon or not. You know, yeah. like basically like, oh, I just assumed that you weren't going to do your hair salon anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. The, he doesn't understand fundamentally who Charmaine is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But neither does Jack, and that's the thing is that she we really need in season four somebody to 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 be with Charmaine who can handle her and also understands who she is fundamentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neither of these men are the men for her. Like she should not be with Jack. She should not be with Todd. She needs to find somebody better. But honestly, like I do think that she needs to be somebody who is alone for a little while to figure out her life mm-hmm. because. You know, I think the thing with Charmaine is she does seem to have, like, very low self-esteem, which is shitty because, obviously, like, she's great mm-hmm. and shouldn't have such low self-esteem. But it's, like, yeah, she just allows people to treat her like absolute crap. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, That's I think why. the Jack relationship really did do a number on her, mm-hmm. unfortunately, which looks very bad for Jack. Well, that's why season four, Charmaine running a farm, I think, is... A situation where she could really find herself, mm-hmm. and and we have some hijinks. Yeah. Now, did we have anything else with Mel and Jack? They're back together, obviously. They they start making out on the countertop. We assume they have sex on the countertop. It goes from them on the countertop, Mel taking her top off, cut to the river, which is, I mean, that's a great edit. You know, and we haven't mentioned. Th- that at all the river i mean it's another character obviously mm-hmm. but also the beautiful interstellar shots interstitial shots mm-hmm. of the river and the mountains and the and the just everything the 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 trees just gorgeous gorgeous scenery what a place to live yeah I mean, yeah, I, wish I would love they to would... go visit, but I don't. I couldn't live. Would you? Could you live there, Clayton? No. I have to live in a city. Yeah. I've re- I've come to realize. You know, I need to be able to walk places. Mm-hmm. It, it walk to places where you can, you know, buy goods and services. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure we've said this before, but. We would all jump at the chance to have a Virgin River, like, interactive experience. Like, if they ever just had, you could you could do a, uh, a vacation on the sort of setting of Virgin River. You know, go to Jack's bar, stay at Mel's cabin. Like, we would all, that would be our big vacation for the year. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. If you could Airbnb mm-hmm. Mel's cabin, I yeah, I think I would... I would I would use a lot of my life savings to do that. I'd cash in mm-hmm. my 401k for sure. You you gotta to <laughs> to have some barbecue at Jack's bar. You gotta yeah. Well, man, so we're moving into the last two episodes. This is exciting. There's gonna be so much happening. 
I mean, from what we've said, there's, it's going to be action-packed. We'll see. Yeah, we're predicting mm-hmm. kidnappings, multiple kidnappings, multiple fistfights, and the most action-packed thing possible, the return of hope. Oh, Hurricane Hope coming oh, in yeah. and bringing the pain to Doc's doorstep. He's going to wish he went blind, deaf, and dumb after this. Um, I can't wait. So the season finale of Virgin Rivers coming up, which also means the season finale of our podcast miniseries is coming up. Yeah. But if you have any, if 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 you want to, I guess at the at the point that people actually listen to this, they'll already know maybe what's happening, or will already know what's happening. But if you want to talk Virgin River season one, two, or three. Email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. We're not going to do any spoilers stuff on the Facebook troop yet or Instagram, so please do not post any spoilers there. Truly only send emails to us about the episodes we've already released. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, no, don't spoil us. God, don't spoil no. us. And but yeah, keep the conversation going. We love talking about Virgin River. I'm sure we're going to be talking about Virgin River for the next month because people are going to start watching it at different different times. I'm sure not everybody's as crazy as us and wants to binge it in this weekend. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm looking forward to a August, well July I guess a July and part of August full of Virgin River talk. Oh, for sure. Once we have the last episode out, we'll we'll start a discussion in our Facebook group, the Learning the Tropes Troops. So if you want to join that, um, we'll put a big spoiler alert tag on it. So if anybody wants to just not look, then don't. But uh, yeah, we we can't wait to to finish it up and and watch with you guys. So and also real quick, rate, review, follow. It's how people. Mm-hmm find the show we really want people to listen to these episodes because virgin river has a lot of fans and i think they're underrepresented because nobody is reviewing these recapping these we're doing it and we want the virgin river heads to find this podcast and maybe listen to one or two other episodes what what's the harm give us a give us a little bit of a shot so if you rate and review us and follow us that will put us out there so people can find us and that's what we want we want to spread the love so you guys have been great doing that please continue to do that all right well until next time everybody happy watching happy watching